Good morning. I have a confession to make before we get started. And that is, I am really excited to be here. I confess that openly to you this morning. I'm excited to be here, to be a part of the North. Were you nervous, Mark? <laughs> he was like, what is he going to say? No, I confess that I am excited to be a part of this family. Um, I've been on the outside looking in for too long, and I'm ready to be right in the middle of it and to be a part of you um, to bring glory to our great God. You know, that's why we're here, to bring him glory. Whatever else we do, feeding the hungry and clothing the naked and, and loving on each other, all of that is designed to bring glory to our God and to our Savior, Jesus Christ. So I am so excited to be here. We're supposed to close on our house on Friday. Um, Paula and Haley are going back to Atlanta to her sister's house tomorrow, and then they're coming back on Thursday. Please be in prayer for them as they, uh, they drive on these uh, busy roads and highways. But then they'll come back in on Thursday. Hopefully our stuff will be here on Saturday. Uh, and then we begin the fun of unpacking and, and doing all of that. But at least our stuff hopefully will be here. So please uh, continue to be in prayer about that as well. I want to thank the elders um, uh, for their love, for their kindness, their welcoming. Um, being a shepherd in the body of, of Christ is no small thing. I hope you realize that. Uh, they have been... Uh, appointed, not just by you, but by the Holy Spirit to be shepherds of the church of God, of which he has made them overseers. And so I thank them uh, for their kindness, their gracious um, way that they have reached out to me and to my family, made, made us a part of this body. Um, to the search committee, I, I probably know the folks on the search committee better than I know the rest of you right now just because of our interaction but uh, hopefully the days, the weeks will go by very soon and we will, I will come to know you, to call you by your first name. Everybody loves to be called by their name, don't they? You know, uh, one good thing about being in the church is we can say, hey, brother, hey, sister, how are you? And we're used to that, but, but we all like to be called by our names. So please um, be uh, patient with me and with my family as we as we try to, uh, to learn your names and your faces. If you had a pictorial directory, that would have been very beneficial for us uh, to get to know you. You know, uh, we need to emphasize the right things. Sometimes we get so busy with church work, uh, good things, don't get me wrong, things that we ought to be about, but sometimes we tend to emphasize some of those things maybe over some things that might be even greater. Um, you know, how we emphasize things is very important. We, we sang a song, I think a couple of songs ago, um, Are You Sowing the Seed of the Kingdom, Brother? Um, that's been around for a long time. I remember singing it when I was a kid. A buddy of mine, um, he says, you know, how you emphasize things really is, is a big deal. And so uh, when he was a kid, they would always sing it. Are you sowing the seed of the king, dumb brother? That makes a big difference, doesn't it? Are you sowing the seed of the king, 
You dumb brother. We need to put the right emphasis on the right syllable. Right? Right? Are you sowing the seed of the kingdom? Comma, brother. That's a big difference. We've got to learn to do that in the church as well. Sometimes we major in the minors and we minor in the majors. But what we want is for the world around us, for this community, to see Christ in us, the hope of glory. How many of you know that we're coming out of one season and going into another? You know that? That's true of our country. That's true of our world. You know, we're, we're coming out of a season. We, you know, this whole COVID thing and, and so many things that were born out of that, so much unrest, you know, social upheaval, racial tensions. We're coming out of a season and we're coming into a new season. Not all of that is good, um, but it's happening. You know, seasons change and you have no control over that. They come and they go and they come and they go, and we have to adapt. We have to live with that. The Northside Church is coming out of a season, and you're now entering a new season. A lot of times we think about new beginnings at the beginning of a year. January 1, you know, that's our, that's our time to, to begin, to turn over a new leaf, to start, you know, but January 1's a long way away. We've got to think about it right now. You know, a lot of times when we're, we're wanting to make a change, maybe we're wanting to eat better, we're starting a new diet, and it's Thursday or Friday, and we think, you know, I, I, I'm making the decision right now to, to, to start better, to eat better, to do things, and, and my wife calls and says, hey, we're going to have, have pizza tonight, is that okay? And I'm like, I'm going to start on Monday. I'm going to start on Monday and get this thing done, you know. Isn't that the way we are? We, we'll kick the can a little bit because there's some things, you know, I'll, I'll wait and do that Monday. But we're entering into a new season, and we want to transition well. We need to, to transition well. Turn your Bible to Deuteronomy chapter 1. We don't have a lot of time. Um, I knew the elders were going to talk, but leave it to uh, Landon Samuel to be in England and still be a part of our service, you know. Only Landon could, uh, could take another four or five minutes of my time uh, <laughs> when he's across the pond. I mean, how does that happen? So what we're going to do is we're going to just touch a little bit on Deuteronomy chapter 1, and then hopefully next week everybody's going to come back and we're going we're to flesh the text out a little bit. It's probably going to be September before I know what kind of church we have. Summertime is so busy, everybody's coming and going, vacations, everybody's squeezing all of that in. So I, I dare say it'll probably be September when school is back in session before I even know who the whole Northside Church is. Um, but we'll look, look forward to that. If you remember, God's people had been in bondage in Egypt for over 400 years. God uses a man named Moses. He leads them out uh, of Egyptian bondage. A whole lot more we could say about that, but we don't have time this morning. But he leads them through the wilderness. The wilderness was supposed to be um, maybe a couple of weeks' journey for the people to transition from, from being in Egypt to God leading them into the promised land. But because of their rebellion, because of their sin, they wandered 
40 years, right? 40 years in the wilderness. It was never supposed to have taken that long. Wilderness is, is a time of learning. It's not a place to live. The wilderness is not a place to live, but it's to bo- supposed to be a time of learning. It took them a long time uh, to learn the lesson that God wanted them. But he takes Moses to Mount Sinai. He gives them the law, the law, these uh, directions for how to live in God's kingdom. God is the king. These are the things that the king um, prescribes for you. This is how kingdom people should live. So he gives them the law there at Sinai. The people that had wandered through the wilderness for all of those years, their parents had disobeyed. That's why they were wandering until all of those people who disobeyed died. But then there arose this generation. They had heard of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but they did not really know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Are you with me? Those people, those Young children, some of them were born while they were in the wilderness. They had heard the stories. They had heard about the delivering out of Egypt, the bondage, how God had performed these miracles. They had heard of the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, but they did not yet fully know him. And so they're led uh, to the edge here of the promised land. The wilderness was not for living, but it was for learning. And so now God announces the beginning of a brand new season. And this is what he says to them, Deuteronomy chapter 1. We're going to begin in verse 6. The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring peoples in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the western foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. See, I have given you this land. Go in and take possession of the land that the Lord swore he would give to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob, and to their descendants after them. Again, you're going to have to come back next week for us to flesh all of this out. But God tells, the, God tells Moses, he says, you have stayed long enough on this mountain where they had received the law, where they had been almost for 12 months. God says, you've been here long enough. It's been, it's been good. You've gotten comfortable but you've stayed on this mountain long enough. This is not why I brought you here. I didn't bring you to this point so that you could live here on this mountain all this time. Now you've got to break camp and advance. Isn't that what he said? Break camp and advance. Where are they going? Going into the, to the land of promise. The land that God had promised them all that long time ago. But two things you've got to have in order to break camp and advance. You've got to be mobile. You've got to be flexible. You've got to be mobile, and you've got to be flexible. Just breaking camp alone tells you that um, they're living in tents. They were never designed to, to be there permanently. 
This was a transition, a time, a period of transition. So in order to break camp, they had to pack up their tents and be mobile, ready to move into uh, a new season in their lives. How often is it that we, we kind of get rigid? Uh, we, we get used to things. We, we, we kind of like the way things are. Uh, just thinking about here in the last couple of days, where we came from in Longview, we'd lived there for about 10 years. And so I knew my way around. I knew where things were. I knew where church was. I knew where certain people lived, my, my friends. We knew how to get everywhere we needed to go. We'd been there for 10 years. Once I came uh, last week to, to Jeff, just getting here, I had to use my GPS on my phone. I had to use my GPS. And even while I was driving around, back and forth to uh, Stephen Lisa's house, had to use the GPS to, just to get me there. And may I say in front of the church uh, a big thank you to Steve and to Lisa for their kindness. They have fed me. They've put up with me. But I have brought joy to their lives. I'll just say that. <laughs> it's not been a burden for them. Don't let, you, don't let them say that to you. Uh, it hasn't been a burden. I, they, we've had a lot of fun a lot of laughter, um, so um, yeah, it's, hopefully it's been a blessing for, for both of us. But anyway, thank you to Steve and Lisa. But just this morning when we were driving into to church, I told Paul, I said, it's kind of nice I don't have to use a GPS this morning. I, I've, I've driven it enough that I, that I know how to get back to the church building from the Eldridge's house. We get so used to things that it's hard to make a change sometimes. Am I right? Don't, don't we get used to We like things the way they are. Change doesn't come easy. Um, just us coming, all the changes that we have made, I, I'm finding out uh, I, don't, I don't care for all of that. And this is, this is what I'm going to say to you this morning, okay? Anybody that's watching online or that will watch later, Northside, you have got to fall in love with me because I don't plan on leaving anytime soon. I plan on going to heaven from southern Indiana, okay? I, I don't want to move again. Um, it would have been easier. Paula Red uh, Lady said that if we ever move again, we're just going to take all of our stuff, put it in the front yard, and set it on fire. And then we'll just buy new stuff when we get there, you know. And I, I believe that would have been much easier. I honestly believe that would have been much easier if we'd have just torched it and just said, we'll, we'll get some new stuff when we get there, you know. Um, change is hard. It's difficult. But, but Moses tells the people through the word of God, you've been on this mountain long enough. This is not where I want you to stay. It's time to break camp, and it's time to advance. And in order to do that, you've got to be mobile, and you've got to be flexible. There's going to be some stuff that comes your way that you're not, uh, you don't want it to come your way, but you just have to deal with it. You just have to be flexible. Go with the flow, we say sometimes. You know, there are some things in our past that we need to move on from. There are some things in the life of this church in your past that you need to move on from. It's just time. It's time to break camp in advance. Everything moves in seasons. King Solomon said that in Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. 
Everything has a season. There's a time for everything under heaven. And I believe we're entering into a new season. He tells us not to get comfortable wherever we are because God may move you to a new place. And I'm not talking about geographically, although in my, in my situation, God has physically moved me and my family to a new place. But God is not necessarily wanting you to leave geographically. He's wanting to move you spiritually, spiritually, into a new place, a new season, because it's time to advance. You've stayed here long enough. We don't need to stay here any longer. We need to advance. And so God wants us to grow spiritually. Every season provides opportunity. Every season is dependent on God and his spirit. And he wants to show us more of himself in every season of our lives. That's really what God is desiring. He's wanting to reveal more of himself to you. Why? So that you can not just know more about him, so that you can know him more. So that you can be more like him. Why? Why would God want you to be more like him or his son? So that you can reflect his glory. Bring him glory. Show him to the world around us. And when we do that, that brings God glory. At some point, God is going to take you in whatever season that you've been in, and he's going to say, you've been here long enough. You have been here long enough. It's time to advance. When God opens a door for you, you need to walk through it. Man, oftentimes we get so scared of, of change, of something new, and that door opens, and we're just, we just kind of like, I, I don't know. That's, that's uncomfortable. I don't know if I want to walk through that door. I don't know what's on the other side of that door. And so we, we're apprehensive. But when God opens a door, you've got to walk through it. Maybe you peek through it initially to kind of see what's there, but, but you need to walk into that to that new season, because God is wanting to reveal more of himself to you so that you will know him more. For some of you, it might just mean more time in prayer because God is taking you into a new season that's going to require a lot more prayer. So don't rush through that. Don't hurry. Don't get off your knees too quickly because God is, in, is maybe leading you into a new season that's going to require more prayer. For some of you, it might mean that you stop coming to church and you begin to learn more of what it means to be the church. When I was a kid all my life, you know, we talked about, well, it's time to go to church. You know, we've got to get ready to go to church because that's, that, was, that was church in my mind. This place, you understand, is just a building, it's just a gathering place. You were the church when you were at home. And it's just that we have assembled together in this place as his church. You know, one of the most misquoted verses in all of the Bible, and, um, and I, will, I will share these with you as, as we journey through life together. But one of the most misquoted verses, I think, in the Bible um, 
Where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. I'm, I'm there with them. Where two or more are gathered. And we always say that when, when two or more of God's people get together, then we can have church because now God's with us. Right? That is not what that means. That is not what that text is talking about in Matthew chapter 18. Oh, I don't have time to talk about that this morning. It's already 1131 or 2. Landon, he took up all my time. <laughs> when you were at home by yourself this morning, guess what? God was with you. If you're a child of God, do you not have the Holy Spirit of God in you? Matthew 18 is talking about a whole different, a whole different matter. Um, and I'll preach on that sometime. We are the church. We don't just come to the church. We are the church. Maybe that's a new season that God is revealing to you that you need to move into. It's, about, it's different from learning about God to knowing God, and that's the season that I think God is moving us all into. God says, come, I want to show you who I am. And that's a beautiful season. That's a beautiful new season to be in. It's not about some old, dusty, religious stories that we've always grown up hearing. But it's about a God who rose Jesus from the dead. Listen to me, church. It's about a God who rose his son Jesus back from the dead. And this same God wants to be in a relationship, actually be in a relationship with you every day of your life. It's not about coming here and doing religious things. It's about journeying with God, with Christ, every step of the way. You talk about pressing on, you know, forgetting what's behind and pressing on. We all need to do that. I need to do that in my life. As a church, maybe it's time that we do that. We thank God for what was behind us. We thank God for the past. As, as Landon shared, we, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of men and women who came before us here in this place. And we're grateful for that foundation. But now we need to break camp and we need to advance. And in order to do that, we're going to have to be flexible. We're going to have to love each other. You're going to have to love me. I'm going to have to love you. And we'll all just get on with serving God bringing him glory, growing his kingdom, growing spiritually ourselves, but growing this kingdom. Look around you. Look at the empty seats around you. We need to grow the kingdom in this place. Why would we want to do that? So we could have a bigger church, bigger contribution, so we could bring God glory, so that we can give him glory. The church is here and exists to show the manifold wisdom of God to the rulers, the authorities, and the heavenly realms to proclaim Jesus until he comes. So I confess to you this morning, I am, I am so excited. I think great things, as Landon said, great things are ahead of us. Great things are ahead of us if we will submit to God and to the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Next Sunday, I think we're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter 1 in a little more detail. I love the text here. You have stayed on this mountain long enough. It's time to break camp and get going. So that's what we're going to deal with next Sunday. 
Preachers say every Sunday, if you are here, if you're not here, I guess you're not hearing, you're not listening to this. If you are here and you need to respond, and honestly, every Sunday, every one of us responds in some way. We do. Sometimes we respond just right where we are. Say, God, I need you. I need help. You know I want to be better. I want to do more. Um, sometimes we, we sit on our hands and think everything is okay. That's still a response. Every one of us responds every Sunday. But I always love to give what we call an invitation because Jesus was always about inviting people, inviting people to follow. Come, come follow me. Inviting people to be right with him, to get right with him. So I don't know you very well. Uh, I suspect most of you this morning um, are ch children of God. You've obeyed the gospel. You don't need to be baptized. Maybe you, you need the prayers of the church. Maybe you need someone to, to walk alongside you, to come alongside of you, to help carry your burden. That's what we're here for. That's part of what we're here for. There may be someone this morning that you've never named the name of Jesus Christ. You've never said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Maybe you'd like to put him on in baptism. What a beautiful day to do that. Today, the day of salvation.